With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it's a welcome back. I've had to remember to press the record button tonight as we're live on BHP Radio again this evening. Um, myself, Nathan, and Kane and Rob are in assistance with me again. How are we doing tonight, guys? Hello. And good evening. I'm much more alive, actually, this week. I'm much more, heavy, much more like my normal self. Heavy bank holiday weekend? No, I've, I've, I haven't touched a drop this weekend. Oh, I wish I hadn't. I went, so... out for a, I went out for a quick pint on Friday night at R4 and I didn't get back till Sunday. It's a quick pint, that. <laughs> Went wrong. You went out, now you're out, and now you know you're going out, out. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get any further, though, uh, I need to have a, just a quick quick moment to um, rest in peace to uh, my uncle's Volvo S60. Um, we were going to go to Edinburgh, Glasgow, and we didn't get there because it's died. So, uh, cheers. Just uh, keep him in your thoughts. 200,000 mile, he's up in the sky. Rest in peace, Volvo S60. When was that? On, on Friday? On well, it was on Thursday. Did you did, did it have a name? Did you give the car a name? Um, I know some people well, it give was cars Swedish, names. so we can call it Felix. Freddy. Felix. Felix. Definitely going to okay. be Felix. All right, rest in peace, Felix. Felix the Volvo. I hope you're okay in car heaven, wherever you are. Heaven. So that's that's all away trips gone for the rest of the season. Well, no, because <laughs> I did manage to go to Glasgow, but we'll get there later. Okay, we we will get there later. Um, on for the rest of the show, we've uh, lots going on in the speedway, including um, lots of fighting, which we all enjoyed. Um, a, a lots lots of absolutely dreadful performances, which I'm sure I'll get onto later. I wonder um, who. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into too much of that. I'm delighted <laughs> to say we got Stuart Robson on the show this uh, this evening, talking about um, his farewell meeting, which fingers crossed, fifth time lucky will happen in June. Um, all of our normal meeting reviews, previews, rider of the week. Um, what else have we got? Meeting of the week. 
Mm. Need to go through that because I actually won this week. No, we don't oh. need to go. We don't. We don't need to go through that. I, I didn't can, go through that. <laughs> we can gloss over that pretty quickly. Nathan might have got the score right. That's all we need to know, really. We we don't need to know anything else. It's okay. We'll gloss over it now, but I'll, I'll go into much more detail uh, when we get there, <laughs> as is my prerogative. <laughs> but firstly, I, I think we'll start off with the um, the Argy Bargy. Oh, which one? Who doesn't? Well, I don't know where to begin, but I mean, who doesn't? I've seen a lot of stuff on social media over the last few days. This is good for speedway. I absolutely love it. I what about a bit of argy bargy? Yeah, I I'm in full agreement. And the same thing. Did you see the other thing about um, uh, somebody tweeted about less? Somebody, I think it was less. No, it wasn't Leicester. Pool. He was racing Paul the other night. Oxford. Oxford that's it. Yeah. Oxford were booing Paul, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, but I did yeah, see somebody with like, oh well, no, it's a it's a family sport, so don't do it. I yeah, it's a family sport, but I've absolutely bought, booed Paul in the past, and I think right, it's great. Let's, let's start off with the first rant from me this evening. Right, let's get speedway is not a family sport. <laughs> don't Why bring do you... your kids. Stay at home. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying kids should kids should be introduced to speedway. They are the future of the sport in terms of the fan base. But let's stop referring to it as a family sport. We want. Aggression, passion, blood. We we want people scrapping on the track. This is a high adrenaline sport. Let's not forget that. I, obviously, I think sort of. I I think kids should come, but I I think we need to, like you say, keep your eye on it. You know, like, like the, it was the old yeah, time: no I mean, breaks, no gear, no fear. All that, you know. It's you know, it's, it's a bit I mean, cringy now, but you know what I mean. We've had a couple this week. Um, we don't. I'm sure we don't want one every single meeting, and then it no. just gets out of hand. No. But we'll well, they, they, they've got they got it in ice hockey. Well, this is true. So, and they let them, they let them just have a scrap until they hit the deck, don't they? They do. Although I would suggest I would. Ima- I'm not sure that'd be a good idea in speedway just to let them have a scrap. Yeah, you don't want you don't want somebody riding with a concussion or something if somebody clocks them <laughs> well, pretty yeah. pretty well. But I will go on record and say I thought Lewis Kerr's rugby tackle on Palm Toff was beautiful. <laughs> And, and this is where we'll begin. We'll begin at Sheffield on Thursday night. So, um, and I think this is a this is a, a two year in the making clash between these two. I know Louis. I spoke to Louis's brother the other day at football. Um, this is this is all stems from an incident with Redcar a couple of years ago, where Michael Pantoff um, duly rode round for about one point at Edinburgh in a playoff meeting, and then decided to bang in about thirteen points for Peterborough the following night, and it upset Louis a little bit. Um, so it's been coming. I, I think Michael thought Louis was a bit rough on him on Thursday. Um, I, I don't see much in it, if I'm perfectly honest. Michael had a few words, and then Louis decided to spear tackle him off his bike at the pit. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> it does, I, I just, I just think Michael Palmtoff's gone over the. He's just gone over the top a little bit here. I don't think it was dangerous. Louis had a look. I'll, I'll admit that. But what's he supposed to do? Wave him through? I... No. no. If Michael, if Michael Palm Toft had rode the right line all meeting, he wouldn't have been in this situation. There's my first rant about Kingsland, but <laughs> I, I just think peak. that if he wanted to have a go for it, he could have had a go. But I just think it was something of nothing in the end. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But it's it's good. It's not obviously good. people fighting is not necessarily good, and by all means, keep it on the track if you're going to do it. Nothing in the stands, please. But yeah, yeah, none of that. Yeah, none of that. Like, it's not football, but it was. It was quite. It was. It's good. There was so much more interaction on like on social media about Speedway this week that wasn't all old uh, 
Paul are playing Sweet Caroline again. It's not. <laughs> it's not that. It's not. You know, it wasn't boring. You know what I mean? Like it was actual proper interaction on social media and lots of people as well. Yeah, I think it did. Fun. And then I think um, I think might have been Ian Brannan in uh, who was on last week said. Uh, might have tweeted it at some point. I think the most watched Speedway clip on YouTube is Saifutinov and Nichols having a go at yeah. Cardiff. Mm. So it's obviously, you know, people, as bad as it is, people in, people enjoy this sort of thing. You know, obviously you don't, as I said, don't want to see it every week. And if people, you know, if riders could not lump two bells out of each other every week, that would be ideal. Don't, please don't do that. But for the, for the, for the sake of interaction on social media and in the news, good publicity. Yeah. Funny. And, and then, I mean, we moved over to the weekend, and this wasn't so much um, uh, argy-bargy, this one, but Jason Doyle on his return to Lesno uh, with Crosno this weekend. Um, I believe Rob alerted me to a video of um, some music playing in the background as Jason Doyle was uh, practising money, 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 uh, which was was quite amusing. And and then I saw another picture of some fake money that the Lesno fans had made up with Jason Doyle's face on it. I sense that they're a little bit upset that Jason Doyle's left them. Yeah, I mean, for for any background, I think I, mean, I don't know the full background. I believe Doyle obviously rode for Lesnar last season, and I think had signed at least a two year deal with them. Off the top of my head, it may yeah, even been. I think it was a two year deal, um, and then decided uh, to go and race for Crosno instead this year. So obviously they're not best pleased about that, which is yeah, fair enough. If if it was my club, I probably wouldn't be overly happy with it either, but. The uh, yeah, I thought it was quite funny, and then obviously his his response. There's the pictures of him um, showing a few hand gestures to him, which was yeah, just reminding him who the number one was, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was enjoying. I mean, they don't really have. They don't really use. It's not quite the same format, but I, I it, it applies here. Really, it applies. I think it was it's quite funny, and I, I it, Doyle. I've seen Doyle wind up many a fan, so it, yeah, it, it was within character, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just found that slightly amusing as well. Another entertaining. Something you don't expect from Jason Doyle. He's not overly entertaining. <laughs> you didn't see him miss the gate at Swindon in 2019. That's entertainment. He doesn't really miss the gate, that's why. No. He's well, just a bit boring, Rob. You know, the thing, you support Kings Lynn, so it's not. It's going to be boring. Don't start bringing it all up, Sorry, all right, all right. We'll leave it till later. You're going to make me flip early. Um, and then and then the final entertainment of the week, um, this, was a, this was where you were, Kane, weren't it, at Glasgow? I was there. A um, little bit of a dust-up between uh, young Benjamin Basso and Craig Cook. Can't help but feel that Ben Basso's probably picked on the wrong man there, to be fair. Um, I think um, uh, I think they've both been a little bit hard on each other. Um, I refer to a tweet from Craig Cook. Have um, a spoonful on... of concrete. Hard yeah. Oh, not that one. Yeah, from yesterday. Yeah, spinning, uh, swinging back wheels at me, trying to take my front end away, going into turn three. What did you expect to happen? Give it but can't take it. How about have a spoonful of concrete and harden the yeah up? I thought that was quite an entertaining quote. Kate. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I actually don't think there was much in it either way. I, di- I didn't see anything wrong with what happened to Basso. Uh, what happened to Cook from Basso, but where I was standing, I couldn't really see because I was on the fourth bend, so I couldn't really see if there was contact or not going into the third corner. And then from bend two... Again, I think it was just a racing incident. Cook went up the inside. Basel was three or four lengths ahead of him going into the corner. So Basel wasn't going to... Probably didn't think he was going to be there. They've gone for the same bit of track and they've collided. I don't think Cook meant to take him out. I don't think Basel's laid it down. There was definite contact. And um, Kyle Bickley took probably the the worst of it because he went in the air. His bike hit 
bassos and it's a bad bad landing. But um, he got up, he walked away, and hopefully he's not too badly hurt. Probably feeling it this morning, but yeah. Um, and then the afters was quite funny. I think I think Basso called him a, a fat something, and <laughs> yeah, Cook just went on the wind up. I think. Yeah, I, I just it was again something of nothing. I think, but something that adds a bit more entertainment to a. It definitely added to the atmosphere. That's all I can say. Standing next to the Edinburgh fans, there was a few few jeers maybe when he came out for Heat thirteen. I enjoyed it. That. Bit of jeering, bit of booing. There's nothing wrong with that in my eyes. Mm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And Lee Compton as well, friend of the show. Absolute limbs when he got a 5 on Heat 14. Proper <laughs> round the crowd up on the home straight. Loved it. Honestly, legend. Class. I, I, I always thought that he would be like that, though. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see. If it's anyone nice has a video of it or any pictures, please send me them because that was great and it, they need to see it because it was quite hilarious anyway whilst um, I've just um, sent a link to Stuart to join us on the show so hopefully he'll be along shortly I think what we'll move on to quickly is um, obviously there's a meeting going on at the moment involving uh, Wolverhampton and Bellevue um, which is now the first leg of the knockout cup after the first leg originally at Bellevue was called off at lunchtime today Um Scott Nichols was due to be riding as a replacement for Luke Becker, um, as Rob the as Mystic Rob brought to us. He thought this might happen, and it has happened. Um, but coincidentally, he's not actually riding tonight, which I didn't find out about until like half an hour before the start of the meeting. And, uh, Chris, Chris Harris has stepped in to guest for him. Apparently, Nichols has got, and I say this in quotation marks, a knock. So. Ooh. He could be in the clip. I don't know, but basically, I don't know if you've seen the page Often on been Twitter. You've to seen me. The... Well, yeah, I know Kane's clinic has not been informed. But if you, uh, I'm just referring to the Twitter page Speedway Shambles for this one, where they said uh, their doctor will be on hand at Oxford on Wednesday to see how bad quotation marks knock is for Scott Nichols. So I'm just sort of going off the basis of that. But apparently, he has a knock. But other things I've seen have suggested that. BSPA have blocked it. Not sure why they would have blocked him racing, considering they announced it last week. But hey, it's British BMW, so a rider that's got a higher average than Becker is guesting for him. Make that <laughs> try and make sense of that one. Well, it's all fun and games. Um, whilst I'm still waiting for him to come, but during the course of this meeting as well, we've got the the Buntings bookies are back open this week after a quite a successful Thursday last week. It's um, quite a successful start tonight as well, I believe. Um, have you got some updates, Kane? Um, I'm not actually, the the uh, current score the is eleven seven after three heats. Steve, uh, St- Sam Masters has two. Dan Bewley has one. Charles Wright has two. Oh, that's quite and, a good start for us, then. Yeah, we should probably tell them what the bets are because it, <laughs> they might just think it's a one v one at the moment. Yeah, go, go for it then, Kane. You tell us what the bets are. Uh, oh, have you got... um, give me a second. You me? You've caught okay. me off guard. However. You might have. Um, so today we... I'm just trying to put my uh, mic out. <laughs> it's okay. So today we've got... Um, obviously, it's the only match we'll have inverse Bellevue because it was two rain-offs. Um, but the green bet, the three-point bet, is Wolves win by more than six. So, so far, so good. Charles Wright over seven, once again. So far, so good. 
and Sam Masters minus one on Dan Bewley as the red one, with which just gives a one point. Um, so yeah, it's it's not been a bad start, but I mean it's only three eight, so we've got plenty of time for it to go down the pan. But <laughs> hey, positive mindset, positive outcome, right? We shall, oh. we, shall um, we shall wait and see. I'm I'm still waiting for Stuart to come in. He's still not with us. I'm just checking the messages to see if he's put anything in. No, he's still not ready. Uh, we'll move on to something else then while we wait while we wait for uh, Stuart to join us. So um I think what we'll do is um we'll go should we um should we take a trip down to your clinic, Kane? Go on then. We'll take a trip down to your clinic because there's been a few riders coming in and out over the past week, unfortunately. Um quite a few uh, northern northerners have been in there. Mm. Quite a few Barrick lads have come in. This this first one though I didn't actually know was a thing. Uh, James Wrights. Oh, James Wright had a crash. Uh, I can fill you in with this one. He had Thank a crash you. in the final of the Paul Stark testimonial at Plymouth last week. Um, I, I, I haven't heard anything since he was going to hospital to have um, some X-rays on some possible shoulder ligament damage. But so yeah, I don't, I don't know how long he's going to be out for at the moment. If I'm perfectly honest with you, but yeah, he, uh, he was absent from Birmingham's uh, press and practice day on the Wednesday. Okay. So that just fills you in with that one. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, back to the ones that I do know about. Uh, Archie Freeman, really, honestly, I feel so bad for him. First first race, broke down. And I think Connor Coles ran over his leg. So he's broken his tibia and his fibula, which is a bit of a nasty one. Um, he's going to be out for a while. Obviously, I think he's still in hospital at the moment. He's going to be there until Friday. No news on any surgery or anything yet, so it's hard to tell when he's, you know, if he's going to be a successful one or when he's going to be back. But you know, you're looking at probably three months at least. If it's, if it's really bad, it could be a season. Uh, but hopefully, he makes a full recovery. He's he's still young, so he's got that on his side. Um, hopefully, you know, it doesn't hamper his potential for the sport as well because he's quite exciting. I think possibly one for the future. Um, and the same Mason, Mason Watson had a concussion in the same meeting uh, I think he's going to be back about the April 16th that's when his uh, rest period thing ends and then finally Josh Embleton um, he had a crash in heat 12 no heat 9 and he, he crashed at one point and um, <laughs> suffered uh, burns on his leg he was still trying to ride at Leicester but then had to pull out. So I don't think we'll be out for too long. Um, possibly the next match. Well, hopefully anyway for, for Berwick because it's not the way when you start your season with three injuries, especially one that probably means you're going to have to get a change in quite quickly. And then finally Tobias Muzlak in Poland. I can't remember the meeting. Sunday. Gdansk? Yeah. Uh, Gdansk against... Yeah. Ostrov. Uh, Ostrov, yeah. yeah. Ostrov. Ostrov. Uh, broken collarbone and dislocated collarbone, I think. But he said he wants to be back on track before May. Which, I mean... That's bold. bold. Very bold. But we'll see. I haven't seen any, any more news on that yet, so... I, I had to, to be honest, I, I had a tear in my eye when I saw Muzlak had got injured. Yeah. That was, it was quite it was quite horrible. First race as well, I think. Which is yeah. even the worst bit, but... I mean, we'll probably have some more news on Muzlag next week, but yeah, uh, best wishes to all the riders. Hopefully that we see them back on track soon. 
um yeah whenever we, we know news we'll put it on the list yep definitely so and uh just to coincide with uh the injury clinic kane um rob first entrant in your rider replacement watch yeah we've got one so rider <laughs> replacement we'll rider replacement we'll be tweeting you later to tell it to give you your uh your stats so there was rider replacement for mason watson and the barrett bullets um oh, that's four surprise, rides. isn't it yeah surprise surprise uh four rides three and a bonus so uh, i mean a solid start for everybody's favorite guest um looks like it took an exclusion in the first heat so uh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be looking for slightly better clearly hasn't quite got his set up right for the start of the season but i'm sure uh rider replacement will come much better towards the end of the season but yes, they're for rider replacement's first match of the season. Starting it's on a, a four average. Yeah, it's a difficult place to go though, isn't it? For uh rider replacement. Straight into it, Leicester. Good yeah, it's a di- yeah, well. yeah, it's a difficult one because that's you know, obviously Leicester are a, a tip to be quite good, so and, and they were very, very good at home last season. It's quite a bit quite a decent home advantage there. So you know While we are paid on top for... of this match, uh, I think it was a really good performance in Burke. Oh well Leicester it was, yeah, definitely, considering yeah. three riders missing. And then, what should we move on to now? Where's Stuart? Come on, Stuart. Where are you? <laughs> Someone else to talk to. Um, messing up, up my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just off the back of another injury that we had, uh, Jake Mulford obviously suffered a concussion. Uh, he should be back within the next week. He's obviously missing tonight still. Anders Rose guesting for Bellevue at Wolves. He has set up a GoFundMe page um, to help the cost of the repairing bikes etc etc there was a nice well it's not a nice picture of a rather broken bike on there um so far 27 donations 530 pound raised of his 750 pound goal um so a good start for that and hopefully um we can raise the full amount for that so we will share that on our social media pages over the course of the next week two weeks however long it takes to to get his um to get his final total um and i believe there's also one which Slightly surprised me for for Benjamin Basso, mm. SGP two rider Benjamin Basso. Yeah, he obviously needs some GoFundMe help as well. But um, yeah, so um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one for Carl Bickley coming up soon because I know he suffered some extensive damage uh, during the meeting over the weekend. So um, hopefully uh, Kyle can get some help with um, repairing his machinery as well. But moving on, so I, don't, I haven't got to speak to these two goons anymore. Um, I believe uh, Stuart Robson has joined us uh, on the show. Uh, evening, Stuart. How are we doing this evening? Uh, evening. Uh, yeah, all good, thanks. Not bad at all. Brilliant stuff. Great. And thank you for joining us th- uh, this evening, Stuart. I know you've been a busy man over the weekend, so um, I just thought it was a bit, well, not a good time, but a time to talk to you uh, just in with a new date set for your uh, farewell meeting on uh, June the 4th at Redcar. So, um I would say something for you to prepare for, but you must you must be getting quite good at preparing these farewell meetings now. <laughs> well, to be honest, I've got a, a friend who has just been so good with it all. Um, Martin Coleman, he is he's been the one that's doing all the prep work, all the organisation, and he's basically saying, right, you need to do this, you need to do that, and and, and so I'll go and do it, or you need to contact such and such or whatever, and he's been the the one who's done probably 90% of the work to be honest it's been excellent quite stuff and it must be it must be really frustrating um we talk about i mean if you look back over the time that it's taken to get this meeting on and with with uh, covid and being in isolation there was snow there's rain 
I, I, it must be so frustrating that you've not been able to have this meeting. It's like people don't want you to retire, Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone doesn't, obviously. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, it's 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 kind of yeah. People will be thinking, oh, "What's he still trying to run for?" I get that. That's how I feel because it's it's took what three year now. Yeah. And yeah, four attempts already, and it's oh, like you know we we're pulling our hair out without it. It's um, you know I, I don't know I don't know it's it I don't know if people are going to lose interest or not. I'm hoping not because uh, you know it's still there and there's a because of I got to the stage the stage we got to at the last one we were there riders were there people were there obviously we didn't charge anyone to be in because we had we had to click, keep the glow kept the gates closed for an extra half an hour and then the decision was made to cancel there was nothing we could do with the track so we just opened the gates to let people in um but because people were there we had to pay we had to pay for uh, medics pay for riders travel expenses um pay for we've already we've got programs um we've got a little bit of merchandise we've got this so all of a sudden, we're we're too far into it now to to sort of to say, oh, forget about it. We need to we need to run it still. Yeah, and I I think there's, if there's is there still some souvenir programs from previous stagings um, that you're trying to sell or there is yes we've we've got two lots of programs basically we had big we thought right we'll we'll try and make a big effort again for the last time and we'll we'll get some new programs uh, rather than just getting. Um, what's it called? Is it like infield things in the middle? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, we had these new programs done with the new with the whole lineup that was there. So we had we had like Freddie and Niels and um, etc. All the all the new sort of riders who weren't included before. And so we were going to try we're going to try and sell the other programs which we had from first time round. And then we we're now basically we, we we need to sell the other ones as well. But we, I think we. I can't remember what it was. We've got to just sell the first lot as a reduced at a reduced price. Programs are very similar, just different line of riders. Basically, there's a there's a few extra things in the newer ones, um, a few extra comments and uh, little paragraphs and things from different people. Uh, but yeah, we, we we've got them there to sell. I mean, we, they're they're on sale uh, via the um, Facebook page. I think we can. That's how we can sort of all be contacted through that way. Yeah, lovely, and we we'll start sharing some of that stuff as well. See if we can get some more people interested in buying some of the programs. There's a bit of memorabilia more than anything. Exactly. Um, yes. And then, as we mentioned, the BSPA have granted you approval for a, a meeting outside of the March October allocation that they usually have for farewells and testimonials. So you'll be having that. Fingers crossed on Sunday, the fourth of June. Um, Simon Lambert and Justin Sedgman have been confirmed as returning for that one. Um, I guess there's a few riders that, due to other commitments, won't be able to return now. Unfortunately, there is going to be, yes. I mean, um, I'm, I'm pretty certain Freddie won't make good and, and uh, Neil's, um, yeah, because the guys ride in Poland, you know, and probably a few, quite a few of the others, uh, the Aussie, a few of the Aussies all ride in Poland. Sam Masters, I think, he's he's had to say, sorry, mate, I can't do it. And he, Sam's been in it every time. On, until this sort of now, and now he's had to say no, which is a shame because you know he's a good top end rider. Um, so yes, there's going to be a different lineup of riders. Um, I don't really know who as yet. We need to sort of we need to speak to people. Hopefully, we'll get as many as we can of that that's been in previous stages. 
but we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. It's kind of a near the near the date sort of thing to people can't see at the time because things change. So we and I know I would I know riders are because obviously I was a rider myself, so I, I understand where they're coming from. You know, it's like you can't commit sometimes. You just think I, I need to just hold off here um, until a week or two prior to the meet, and then you can commit. So uh, and if riders don't want to do it, then that's fine. You don't always. Sometimes you just think it's mid it's mid season. I don't really want to risk injury. And again, I understand that because I I was the same. I I I did quite a lot of meetings, but I did turn some down as well. Um, so it's going to be a lot more difficult to get riders this time as well. Yeah, certainly. But uh, I'm sure whoever whoever's in the lineup, it will be a good field um, to celebrate um, a, a very good career for you, Stuart. A career that spanned uh, roughly 25 years, starting out at Newcastle in 1993, um, and then finally finishing in 2018, I believe it was at Newcastle. Um, what one thing that struck me by some of the teams that you've represented across your career, and and I'm, this is really unfortunate, and I'm sure you're not the jinx here, Stuart, but <laughs> there's, actually, there's actually only one club that still operates. I know. Um, you've, you've had yeah. success, exceptional clubs like Newcastle, Coventry, Middlesbrough, Rye House, Lakeside, teams that have had rich, glorious histories, but and, and unfortunately have just fell by the wayside. Yeah, I, I have noticed that myself as well. And I do think, you know, oh, it's not very good because... When I come to have a meeting, it was a bit difficult to choose a venue because all the clubs are closed down. Yeah. And Red, Red Car, although I did ride with Red Car, out of all of the clubs, there was only really um, them and Hull I sort of didn't do a great deal with. Um, I didn't. I think I had a couple of seasons at Red Car and Hull I did one season with, but all the rest I did two seasons plus. Um, apart, well, I did a little bit of time with Leicester, which was only a month, and the same with Edinburgh. It was just a month sort of loan with each of them. But the clubs I actually rode the seasons for, yeah, they're all gone. It's, so it's, it was, it was, a, and but then seeing that red car come in it, and said, yeah, we can have it here, no problem at all, um, which was great because as a club, they're a great club, and the track is is a, one of the best tracks in the country. I I think it's fantastic. So um, riders don't mind riding there. Which is what one good plus is that we can riders think, yeah, it's at red cards. It's not a bad track that we can we can go and do a few laps, no problem. Yeah, I think I think us three can speak. We only speak highly of Red Car Speedway and everyone involved at the promotion there. They're they're, been, they're fantastic guys and they know how to put on a good meeting. But um, one thing I wanted to talk to you on the show about also with obviously um, your memories of of clubs like Newcastle and Coventry, for example. And I speak about this because Newcastle obviously had a, a, a select side visit Redcar earlier in the season. And next week, Coventry select side will be going to Birmingham in a similar type challenge match. What I mean, you had long careers at both Coventry and Newcastle. What what were your memories of both of those two clubs? Oh, I've got loads, loads of memories. I mean, like Newcastle was my, my first club. Um, it was... Yeah, I turned 16 in the November time of 1992 and did my did a deal eventually. And yeah, we're riding for Newcastle the following year. But um, that was so that was so great. But there wasn't any, you know, like there is now you've got all the youth racing and stuff that wasn't that wasn't around. It wasn't like that. You just used to go and do second half practices um, and open practices. So I used to do that when I was sort of 14, 15 and would be at the tapes with. On a, on a Sunday at Middlesbrough, the old Middlesbrough, 
Cleveland Park yeah. with um, Middlesbrough riders. So I might have Martin Dixon next to me or Paul Bentley or Duncan Chapman, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like 14 and the, these guys, and we're going up for tapes, you know, we're doing starts in two laps or starts in four laps. It was great, all that. And then I signed for Newcastle, went straight into the team. <laughs> didn't score a point for God knows how long. It, you know, it was, it was difficult. So, um, but yeah, it was all great memories. And I, 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 I eventually, you know, you, you've got to, you got to up your game. That's how it is. You, you sink or swim, sort of thing, isn't it? You, and that's how it was then, especially. So we, um, we kept going. Andre Compton was, he's, I don't know if it was ninety three or ninety four. Me and him used to sort of being in out of the team, and you know, if I wasn't in, he'd be in, or vice versa. Uh, so we were sort of that bit of a battle for the number seven race jacket. Um, so that's another memory. That's uh, another memory from then them days as well. You know, I've known Andre that long. It's he's um, we both started roughly around about the same time. I think I'm ever so slightly older. But yeah, um, well, there's a lot. I've got so many memories with both clubs. Uh, injuries, a lot of them, unfortunately. You know, I remember I had a fractured school when I was 17 at, at Newcastle. And just uh, hit the fence and went through the fence and hit the post. And I think I think I broke a post with my head. I think seems to be the case because uh, my helmet, my helmet did its job, but my it was a quite strange thing that my goggle lens came out of my goggles and I had roll-offs on, and somehow the the lens went up inside my the my helmet and then I hit my head, saw that I, I had a um, a depressed fracture of the skull. Basically, that's sort of dinted my head, uh, which wasn't wasn't good. I mean, luckily it wasn't too serious. It was bad enough, but it wasn't too serious. Yeah. You know, I, I got away with it, and I had a nasty scarf. Well, I've still got a nasty scarf from it all, uh, where the lens actually cut my head. It was in it, <laughs> at that time. It was in my hairline. Now it's not quite in there. It's like, <laughs> um, although I've still got a bit of hair, but it's uh, it's the scars slightly or more on shore now, but. Um, yeah, it's injuries like that and going through the fence at Newcastle is oh, it was awful before the air. F- I mean, it's bad enough now with the air fence, but um, before the air fence, you know, they, you just used to, you know, the tracks tight, long streets, tight corners, and it wasn't the widest track. So, the amount of times I would pick up on a little bit of grip or whatever, clip someone's back wheel and then upside down in the bottom of the fence, you know, it was uh, unfortunately a lot of memories are like that, but there are good ones, obviously, as well. Teammates, meeting teammates there, um, you know, uh, Mark Zorp, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, ride for too much longer after I started. He went back to New Zealand. It was good to be in a team with. Uh, as a, he was a good number one rider. He wasn't sort of the best team man as such, but you know, he's a nice enough guy, and um, he was there to do his job, which was his score, you know, which is fair enough. Um, but I met people like Richard Jewell and. Uh, Patrick Corco and oh, loads of others. Obviously, um, it was all great, great memories from that. And then the Coventry days. It was. I mean, when I first, my first memory is getting a phone call from. Uh, who would it have been? Would it have been Colin Meredith? No, it wasn't Colin Meredith. It must have been uh, Charles Ocklotree. Okay, Martin Ocklotree. Sorry, yeah. who, who rang me initially, but. From what I remember, the story was someone had said, yeah, Colin Meredith had seen me ride when I was younger and sort of given my name to Coventry because he was quite, a, quite he was quite heavily associated with Coventry. And I think Bob Tanzer was the team manager then. 
and yeah, got, got into the team down there. It's great, you know. Of moving from into one of the biggest clubs in the country at the time, and it was great. I thought, wow, you know, they've noticed me, so doing something right, and then uh, managed to do a full season. Didn't have my, one of the most successful seasons, but I got through. And then uh, teammates like Brian Anderson that year, and uh, was Simon Cross in the team that year, or was that the following year? Andy Smith in the team. I can't remember the full team now. Darren Spicer, Sean Tiercy. Um John Jorgensen, was he there at that time? That's right, JJ was mm. in, yes, that's right. Paul Bentley. Paul Bentley yeah. was another one, yeah. Um I knew I already knew Paul. He was the only person I knew when I went there, so I'd known him known for quite a few years, which was good. Did you uh, join the year after Hans Nielsen was there as well? He was there I'm sure he was there in ninety two or ninety three, ninety four maybe. Yeah, ni- yeah, so yeah. No, I went ninety five, I'm thinking, yes, yeah. yes. Ninety four was the end when he retired. Yeah. And because he had a he had a farewell meeting, a retirement meeting there. Yeah. And he he come and asked me to be reserve for the meeting, which was great. I mean I had, I had hands, you know, I'd never I'd never seen the guy other than um on videos and things. So it was nice, you know, he actually came up and asked me himself and it was, so it was really nice at the time. It was quite a quite an honor to do that. And one thing I remember from that meeting actually is they had a wheelie competition. Well, I couldn't do wheelies, could I? So <laughs> I was like, I just had to ride around the track. <laughs> I was going to ask you about this actually because it was something that I, th- I think you were going to have a wheelie competition. Yes. During during your during your farewell, and it's something that I've not heard of since I since probably the mid nineties. And I just think it's a brilliant idea. I think everyone loved the wheelie competition. Yeah, and, and like Hans Nielsen was one of the best of them. Oh, he was awesome, wasn't he? Yeah, awesome, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, uh, there's a lot of guys out there now who are really good at it now as well. I mean, but it didn't used to be not not like not like Hans was. He was like he was one of the best. He was so in control and so smooth with it, wasn't he? Yeah. I think, um, when you see that picture, Mike Patrick took. Mike Patrick, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant he said he's the only rider he would have done that with. You know, so that was how much in control the guy was. With it. he was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. So yes, it's something different, isn't it? What we're trying to we're just trying to get the different things. I mean, if anyone else any has, has any other ideas, throw them at us, and we'll see what we can do. We just um... <laughs> yeah, it was just to try and entertain, entertain people at the time, you know, because obviously everyone sees a, a speedway meeting all the time. So it was just extra little things. And because we're running daytime, we're going to have a bit more time. Although it is a school night, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I've got to go on a Sunday. I, I ideally wanted a Saturday, but I just couldn't couldn't have it now. Um, so it was so like people didn't have to get up for work or school the following day, or a lot of people didn't, and, you know. Um, but no, we can't do that now. So we we went for an earliest possible start. And at three o'clock is about as early as you want to start because as a rider, you know, if you live a, if you live a couple of hours away, all of a sudden you're getting up at sort of eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, whatever it might be, to get yourself ready to eat breakfast. You've got to have a good, you know, you've got to eat properly. You, then you've got to travel for two, three, four hours, whatever it might be, get to the track for, for one o'clock, um, ride and then drive, and, uh, drive home. And, and it's like, it's an, an early morning, a long day, and as a rider, you normally ride in the evening, so you, you don't normally get up early doors as such. You might not get up till nine o'clock or something. But uh, yeah, 
three o'clock's about as early as I'd want to start, I think. And yeah, yeah. Any ideas? Throw them at me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure we will. Um, and then I suppose um, if we look back over your career again, you've you've won a few trophies, a few team honours in your time. And um, another successful period you had was at Rye House during the Premier League days as well. And I, I remember this uh, quite fondly because it's when Kings Lynn were in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, some, some great battles, some great battles with Rye House over the years. Yes. Uh, and you, I think you won the Premier League and the Premier Trophy in your time there as well. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I, I loved it down at Rye. I mean, I've loved every club I've ridden for, to be fair, but um, I don't know what, there was something about Rye House. It was when Len was running it, it was, uh, uh, it was probably like a family, you know, it was a family thing down there. It was great. We used to stay down there in the caravans and all sorts. Um, yes, my first season there, 2004, four, five, four? Five, five, five yes, five, yeah. 2005, yes. Uh, it was one of my best seasons that I enjoyed as a rider in general. I loved it that year. It was great. We had a great team down there. We had a 16-year-old Danny King um, yeah. just coming up. Brilliant. He, I think he started off at reserve on a two-point average or whatever. He finished up the season on a what seven-and-a-half-point average or something. Something yeah. ridiculous. He was. He had such a good year. It was great. Um, but we... The battles with Kings Lynn that year, I do remember them, and because I think we ran, we won the something, and then Kings Lynn won the playoffs. I think there was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that I was think the, we were, yeah, two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, but yeah, we had to, with the battles against Kings Lynn that year were great. And uh, one thing I remember of that year was, I'm pretty certain that was Exeter's last year, and we went down to Exeter and won there uh, with Rye House and. Which previously the follow the previous year they had a seventy five fifteen wipeout, um, and we went down there and won, and that that clinched us the the sort of league or whatever it was you know, before the playoffs. That that gave us that that sort of, on that day. I remember that, and um, that was great. I remember actually because it was my best score ever down there. I got a pair maximum as well, which was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, brilliant, and um. Just just to finish off, Inshell, we'll just go through, um, as we mentioned, your meeting, your farewell meeting will be at Red Car on Sunday, June the 4th. We'll keep pushing this over the next couple of months and we hope you get a fantastic field, a fantastic crowd, uh, just to say a, a, a well done and a thank you to you for your for your career in British Speedway, which has been fantastic. So oh. we'll keep pushing that. Now, if you don't mind, I spoke briefly about this. Um, on our show, we have a podcast versus the world challenge. And, and this evening you will be representing the world, and I will be representing the podcast. Um, I believe Kane has come up with a, a question for us. I have indeed. Would Which you like to know a, the question? I have no idea what this is either. But <laughs> okay. Well, it was something different, but there was too many answers again, so I've, I've narrowed it down a little more. I need so... many answers. <laughs> no, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. So um, in 2011, you dropped back down to the Premier League with Newcastle and you were there till 2014. Then you went back in 2017 and finished there in 18. So the question is, how many of Stuart Robson's teammates from those seasons can you name? Guests don't count. Stuart doesn't count. Is this a wind-up? No. (laughs) (laughs) He rode with them. Yeah, but I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs> so um, uh, you might you might do better than me on this one. Oh my! I'll, nice. I'll let Nathan go first, since he's having a bit of a meltdown. Oh no! 
think he's gone for a walk. I mean, I'm I'm trying to write these down as well. I'm just going to write a few down just for my own own pleasure. But I'm struggling after so about two. To just honest. just for another window. It's 2011 till the there. Start again. 2011 until 2014, and then 2017 and 2018. And Nathan, you've got oh. to go first. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Are these Newcastle teammates you're on about? Yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle team. I'm really struggling to even think of one. Oh dear. See, I'm going to go for this one because Stuart mentioned him earlier. And this could end really badly. This then. could be I'm really gonna... bad. No, because he was before that. Oh my god. I got. I've, I think I've got three. So if you if you bail out early, I can just do it for a bit of fun after. Oh, you. No, I've got god. about three. This is the worst question. Ever. Just think of Newcastle riders. <laughs> I can, but whether they rode with Stuart or not is a different matter. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Richard Jewell. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was earlier than that, wasn't he? Oh, I thought dear. he was earlier. I literally cannot even think of one. Well, I probably do. Know, but... Rob, you, you can play. Oh, thanks, mate. Stuart, All right, Stuart, Stuart, you, you, can get, Stuart you can have the point for that, but we'll <laughs> yeah. just play for a bit of fun. Um, All right, I was going to say James Wright. No. Oh, right. I better not. I better not play either. <laughs> I'll play. I've got the answers, so I can play. Let's see how many Stuart can name on his own. Maybe he'll get one. I get a few. Yeah, not, I don't know if I get them all. Right, I've got. Can it be air? No. <laughs> was he before that? Yeah, he was. Kenneth Bier was at um, Newcastle. No, two thousand eleven till eighteen. Oh, was he there before that? Was he? Yeah, he was there in like. Oh, Are you thinking of last year? Do you know what I'm thinking of? 2003, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, that was when I was doubling down. Oh, right, okay. Come a little. This is not gone as how I expected. No? I told you, Kane, this was a terrible question. <laughs> the first <laughs> ever nil-nil quiz. I can't even think of any now, then. Oh, dear. <laughs> Will Lawson, was he there, then? Who? William Lawson? No. <laughs> was that before that, as well? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm not sure if we're the the worst ones here. Rene back. Rene back. There we go. We're off. There we right, go. We've got... them, yeah. <laughs> I can Klaus say so. Nedermark. Yeah, Klaus Nedermark. Uh, no, that's too early. Christian Christian Henry. Yeah, Christian Henry. Matthew Weathers. Matthew Weathers. Yes, Matthew Weathers, yes. Yes, come on, I got one. <laughs> Max Clay? No. I think he was the Ooh. year after. Oh. I'll just give up at this point. <laughs> There's some easy ones in here, I think. Kieran would not be happy with you two. Sorry? Surely there's a Warrell in there. There's two of them, isn't there? Yeah, both worlds are in there. Both Sorry, my well, connection well, there died a little bit. That's there. right. Both of them. You've got Louis one? Kerr. Louis, yeah, I was just yeah. Say Louis Kerr, yeah. He must have been there when he got. Oh, who was it? Um, Ludwig Lindgren. Yes. Yeah. Ludwig, yeah. Oh, I'm on a roll now. There's <laughs> <laughs> some more kings and legends in here. Danny King. Danny King. More kings than legends? Yeah. One of them is very local, I believe. Lewis Rose. Yep. 
Ah, uh, yeah. One of them might be a Speedway of Nations champion. Robert Lambert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, Lambert, yeah. Yeah. There's a big name in here that you've forgotten for Newcastle. Mark Lemon. Mark Lemon. It's not Nicky Pedersen. <laughs> that was like 2000, wasn't it? Yeah. There's some Workington legends in here. God. Some friends of the show in here, actually, as well. Alfie Bortel. Yeah, of course, Alfie, yes. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah. Some Chris's, Chris Mills and Chris Schramm. Oh, both Kingsland legends. Yeah. There's a, another brother in here, actually. You've said one of them. Jason what, King. No, oh, Jason James. King. Yeah, of course, yes. Mm. Joe Haynes. Carl yeah. Newman. Carl Newman, yeah. How many, uh, how many answers were there out of curiosity? There was 32, I think. 32? And I couldn't even get one. I couldn't get one. <laughs> I, was, I was dead set. I thought I had three, and then I, I, my first two were wrong. So, uh, Would you like to know the rest? Yeah, go on then. Andrew Tully. Anton yeah, Rosen. Ashley Morris. Ben Hopwood. Carl Wilkinson. Connor Coles. Dan Greenwood. Danny Phillips. Derek Snedden. Lubos Tomicek, Matez Version, Matty Kuss, Simon Nielsen, and Tero Arneo. And I did have a, a bonus, just in case. So if you want to play for the point here, since you both got it wrong, um, I've got S- Steve's total points scored between 2011 and 2018. It's You're going to guess the total. It's over 1,000. What, points scored in point, a season? Points scored no, all together. All together between 2011 and 2018 for Newcastle. Over a thousand? Over a thousand. Well over a thousand. He was only there for six years, wasn't he? Yeah. Six years. Six years. Sorry, there was. I don't know if there were that many. Oh, no, sorry. This, is, this involves his early spell as well. My mistake oh, okay. from the start of a season, start of career. Well, I'm just working it out. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on a while. I'm just working out how many years it is. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to go with. 1,624. Stuart? Oh, um, I had a complete guess. I would say 1730. 2,108. Oh. Mm. I didn't think it was that many either. Long seasons back then though as well, wasn't it? Like 30, 40 matches. Yeah. So it throws you off a little bit. Anyway, I, I think what we've discovered here is I shouldn't be doing quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake, boys. I thought my quizzes were quite hard. <laughs> I was doing it and I was like, oh, this, this could be easy, some of these names. No. No. You, you've been in the Premier League all your life, though, okay? Yeah. Even Stuart couldn't get one. 
<laughs> and I was, I was like, I was gone back to the early two thousands, wasn't I? I was thinking, I, know. I, I, I was well before. I'm gonna just tag in Rob to try and save the day here. Okay, yeah. Rob, you come and you come and save the day with um, the, with, the bonus question. Okay, so we, yeah, we do a we, the bonus part of the quiz is a is a who am I? So I've got uh, there are three, so I've got three clues for the who am I? Um, and you just basically you can lock in a name after after clue one. Um, and you can stick with that name all the way through the three clues if you if you think it's if you think you've got it straight away. And basically, the sooner you get it, the more points you get. Okay. So, Stuart, your one will start. So, clue number one is: I won the South Australia Under Sixteen title in two thousand and eight before making the move to British Speedway in two thousand and nine with the Somerset Rebels. Um, South Australia. Yeah. South Australia under sixteen title. Mm, no idea on this one at the moment. Okay. Um clue number two. Awesome point over, yeah. Oh well, you keep it to yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh clue number two. I was absent from the top division of British Speedway for four years, including COVID, but I currently double up in both the premiership and the championship. No, I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> uh, Justin Sedgman. Okay. And clue number three is, although my parent club is now defunct, I had two spells with them in the top division and I've represented five other clubs in the top division, including Lakeside and Sheffield. Okay, it's not Justin... I have no idea. Do you want to lock in any art? Do you want to just stick with Sedgman, or are you going to just? Do I don't think I don't know if Justin's from South Australia or not. I'm not actually sure what part of Aussie he's from, but okay. now him because I don't know. If, I don't think he would for Lakeside, or did he? I'll, I'll have to stick with him because it's only one I'm not thinking of off the top of my head now. Cool. Well, so uh, Nathan, who did you think it was? Now, I originally was going to go for Chris Holder, but it obviously wasn't. Ah, no. Well, it's a good thing you stuck with Justin Sedgman because it was indeed Justin Sedgman. Was it? It so was, that... yeah. Oh, he had a, okay. he had a, a, I think a one season spell with Lakeside for did a short he? while. Did yeah, he had a only, only, only for a little while, and obviously the defunct club is is my club. So, um, I will just double check that, but I'm. Pretty sure he had that one season spell. Oh, I, I think he, he did. Yeah. Lakeside. Oh, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. He's pretty yeah. for Lakeside. I knew he was so. absent from British Speedway for a few seasons, so that was the only thing I could think of. Uh, which, which was only I knew Sam Masters was as well, but he's from uh, Newcastle area, around just north of Sydney. So I didn't think he'd be South Australian champion. Well, you pick up a good two points, so the pressure's back on Nathan here. So it is level now at nine nine, I believe. Over. So uh, unfortunately, Nathan, you get the slightly harder of the two. I can't believe that I've now got the harder one. Um, so <laughs> it's your harder, not Kane's hard. Well, it's uh, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. Oh, like, go so on, I've got my pad, I've got my pad out. Okay, clue number one. I'm a retired Polish rider who has won the league, who has won at least one league title in Poland, Sweden, and the UK this century. I also won the Alfred Smochik Memorial Meeting in 2014. 
So he's won a league title in all three. He's won a league title in all three. I am going to go for... Um, no, because he hasn't. I'm going to go for Thomas Golob. Golob. Okay. Uh, clue number two. I've raced for four different clubs, uh, four different UK clubs, beginning with Peterborough in 2006, a league title winning season for the Panthers. So it's not Golob. 2006. Who did they have? They had Hans Anderson, Ryan Sullivan. Was it then Hans Anderson, Sullivan? Is that when Richard Hall was there? Uh, no, unfortunately, mate, none of them are Polish, so I, I would yeah. advise against <laughs> them, anyway. The other one I was thinking of was... He, no, Polish. Polish, Polish, Polish. Jason Doyle. <laughs> four, four different UK clubs. Peterborough. I'm going to go with Thomas Peach. Bold. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, and your final clue. My last UK club was Lakeside in 2016, a club that I had four spells with. Oh, God. I'm not sure it's Thomas Peach anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not sure it's Thomas Peach either, mate. Oh, who was it? Oh, I'm going to go... No, he didn't ride then. He didn't ride for Peterborough. Oh, God. Who, who are you thinking of? No, I'm thinking of Adam Scornicky, but it's not... Oh, it's not even him. He rode for Reading. <laughs> I know who this is. Oh, Peter Swiderski. You're going with Piotr Swiderski. Okay. And you've saved yourself. You've picked up a point, although I believe oh. the world is now winning. So it was Piotr Swiderski, yes. You are. No, we're winning. We're a point ahead. Oh, we're a point ahead. Oh, my bad. Sorry. So ten, we're a point. You've kept ten, us ahead just. Ten, yes, nine. that was Piotr Swiderski was the Polish rider you were looking for. Oh, well, well, good quiz. I enjoyed that. Just, I'm glad. Well, not came hard. I enjoyed Rob's quiz anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> terrible. <laughs> so finally, we'll um we'll move on to your quick fire ten then, Rob. Yep. So the last last yeah the final part of the questions being fired at you, Stuart. So uh, we'll do the quick fire ten. So uh, question number one: What is your favourite track? Um, favourite track. Oh, there was a couple. I I always did ride like riding a Coventry. I'll go back. I'll go silver Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, in the end, yeah. Cool. Uh, number two, uh, what sport would you have done if it wasn't Speedway? Uh, probably just motocross. Motocross. Lovely. Uh, your favourite moment in Speedway? British final. Um, my rostrum place on the British final. Perfect. Uh, your Number four, your three favourite things about the sport? Three favorite things: winning, um, good social side, um, 
I said being paid, so that that was didn't used to get a lot for that. <laughs> but the, the traveling as well, I enjoyed the traveling. That was always good, you know, abroad and and whatnot. Perfect. Uh, number five, uh, club supported where you were, when you were younger, or club supported now? As a youngster, nine, uh, uh, in the nineties, were and early before that was Berwick, because my brother was riding with Berwick in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, Newcastle, I always went to Newcastle week in, week out, and Middlesbrough was week in, week out. Then um, now um, I'm taking a bit of interest in red car. I mean, I do try and follow. Only online on the on the social media side of things. Uh, Red car though, I'm I'm following them because I've got a bit more interest with them with them doing what they're doing for me. It's it's uh, giving me a sort of, you know, interest to a reason to follow them. Yeah, definitely. I think look, Red car seem to be uh, a lot of people's sort of favourite second team, if that makes so. Everybody, you know, everybody's got their own team, but I think every Red car seems to be everybody's favourite team, unless of course you are a complete staunch Red car fan. But yeah. <laughs> So, uh, number six, your two least favourite things about sport? Injury. And paying the bills. Uh, it was so expensive. Yeah. Uh, number seven, did you have any Did you have any pre-match superstitions? I tried not to. No, I would just try and get on with things and relax and try and be laid back and have a laid back approach and let myself back up. Okay. Uh, number eight. Who is your pick for the to to be world champion this year? This year, um, my pick. Oh, I don't know. Um, I've not. I've, I see Doyle's starting. He started the season off quite well. It'd be it'd be good to see win again. Um, I always like watching Doyle. He's good and nice guy. Is with us as well, which is which helps. Um, I'd love to see one of the British guys. Any any of them would be great. Um, Dan with him being the new boy in the block would be good, you know. Uh, uh, but I've been teammates with Rob and Ty, so yeah, either of any of the greatest guys would be great to see. To pick one, uh, oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> a difficult one. That I mean, you you can't re- obviously rule out the um, any of the poles really. You know, they're so good, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's so many rounds in Poland, which helps. Uh, but it'd be nice to have some uh, di- someone different this year. Uh, it'd be nice to see Dan Bewley. We'll go with him. Dan Bewley. Lovely. Uh, number nine, your favourite speedway rider ever, past or present? Ever. Uh, as, a, as a kid, my favourite rider was Martin Dixon. I used to love watching the guy. He was brilliant. Um, I didn't really know any of the first division, which was then first division guys. It was you know, first and second division. Uh, um, well, I knew Gary Havelock, but because... He was not riding where I was watching. I didn't really see a lot of him. Uh, but I'll probably say Martin Dixon. I always loved the guy as as a rider. He was brilliant. He was great to watch. Okay, King, and Kingsland legend. Oh, Kingsland, yeah. I <laughs> and the final, all important question. Um, so, for any reason, choose one of the three clubs: Swindon Robins, Workington Comets, or Kingsland Stars. Workington because it's new back on the scene again. Well, there was a right answer there, Stuart, and you Matt, you got it wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just you know they've, they've made a big effort. Steve, Steve Lawson and the team behind them have uh, brought brought the club back. So you know, good luck to the guys. The, the, the track looks great on the pictures I've seen. 
and that's the the reason for that. Um, um, hopefully, they'll be a successful club. But yeah, um, I don't really know the other Swindon. Can I say are Swindon back? Are they coming back? No, uh, probably not. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I well, the stadium is being built, but obviously they've said uh, they're not racing in that stadium anymore. So, oh, okay. um, so <laughs> well, it's, there's going to be a stadium and a track, but no, no team to race in it, which is you know great. But uh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's been nice to see. Things. Yeah, I, I do like Kings. It was always a great track. I used to love going to that track as well. Um, it was so grippy, and it was. Um, you know, when I when I first started going there as a youngster, no one could turn. You couldn't. You just uh, you know you didn't wear your back tire out. It was what you come away from the brand new tires. Was it real? It was. That was early time when I early my career. Um, I think Nicky Pedersen might have been at Newcastle uh, at Kings Lynn, and when it was at probably its grippiest ever. So yeah, it was. I was I was good there. I was love going there. I did. I was apart from the journey. The journey was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Always is to Kingsland. Yeah, from anywhere. Especially from Sunderland. It was awful from yes. there. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, this is the third guest from we've had from the North East and the third Workington. So it's the last guest from the North East that we're oh. having. Right. Yeah, we're, we're having too many Workington Workington mm. sort of partisan at the moment. It's not good. <laughs> but um, uh, just finally, then, Stuart, I just want to say a massive thank you for joining us on the show this evening. Um, Looking forward to your hopefully fingers crossed this time fifth time lucky up at Redcar for your your farewell meeting on June the fourth, and uh, we wish you all the best for that meeting and hopefully it's a fantastic occasion. Thank you very much. Yeah, hopefully it'll it'll actually happen this time. And yes, yes, thank you very much for that, guys. It's great. No worries. Thank you very much for joining the show, uh, Stuart, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again in the future. Yep, anytime. Give me a shout. No problem. Lovely. No worries. Thanks very much, Stuart. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Kane, I think we need to talk off air. <laughs> Rob can do the <laughs> quiz next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to be fair, we're using a lot Newcastle riders from about See, three different seasons. My I was giving Stuart like a little bit of a helping hand, but then everyone just got it wrong. So... <laughs> I, I didn't even know where to start. But as soon as you started rattling them off, I, I like the whole team, the team when Louis Kerr was there, actually, I thought, I think I could name the whole team that was there. Exactly. So uh, you bottled it. It didn't, it didn't so, ring any, any bells with me when you first said I, it. I'll swiftly any, sort of take away the, uh, uh, you know, the, the barricade that Kane's going to get. Do you want a score update from Wolves? Well, um, go on. We can also have a weather update as well, can't we? Can we have a weather update? Is it soft? Score, score and weather. It's been uh, it's right. Okay. Well, re- the weather is bad. So well, uh, apparently, they're, according to this, take a break to see if it passes. Although I think it's been wanna... called. Oh, it's been called. Is I it? Do they it, make it? Do I'm they get sure. heat twelve? Is it heat twelve when the meeting's done? It used. I think it might be heat ten. Ah, I think heat ten. I think it's earlier than twelve now. Yeah, it used to be twelve. Like well, in that case, it, in that in that case, it is a hammering. Because Wolves are forty six twenty up after so. eleven races. Bewey's only got three as well. Flying. Uh, I've given him the kiss of death, so he's going to be top of the averages. Beauty hasn't, yeah, Beauty hasn't hasn't won a race. In fact, Bellevue haven't won a race, so the champions are not doing very well, which is awful. Awful. Oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. That oh, no. doesn't. 
that now makes my uh, the Kings Lynn score look a little bit respectable at Wolverhampton. Do, 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 do. And I think I might I might move on to Kings Lynn now as I've got a platform for it. Do you mind? Go for it. No, no. You, if you you go for a rant, go for a rant. I think I know who you. I just want to apologise now. Well, it's it's not like right. Let's get this straight, right? Christoph, I'm going to talk about Christoph Kasperzak, and I make no apologies for what I'm about to say. Oh dear, we're two meetings in, <laughs> so you, you you cannot judge a person after two meetings, or so they say. You can judge a person after two meetings. He's doing it at the start of the season. This was not a gamble. It is worse than a gamble. It is suicide, and it is playing with people's money. On Thursday night, they're going to expect people to come to travel to Kings Lynn to watch him shut off his bike going into a bend and practically give up. And they need to have a long, hard look at themselves and understand that people aren't going to pay to go and watch that. Now, I'm being very careful what I talk about because I'm not a speedo rider, I'm not an ex-speedo rider, I've never ridden a bike. What I saw on Thursday... It is embarrassing to even call him a professional rider. It was amateurish. And it's up to that Kingsman promotion to stick their hands up and say, we have made a mistake, because that is what it is. And I've spoken to people, and people agree with what I'm saying. They might not like it. Other people might not like it. But that guy is a disgrace, and he should be gone. Now, I know people find it funny. I'm sure you two find great amusement in... Like, but Kingsland are suffering, and the fact is, the fans are suffering. But they're going to expect people to turn up on Thursday with Christoph Kasperzak in a team and expect us to win. It ain't going to happen. Thoughts? I agree, uh, but possibly not as passionate. <laughs> um, no, I agree that it was um, it was a big gamble. Um, maybe my my bet was a bit up in the air. Um, but yeah, you need to speak on because clearly he's it's not worked out. And like you say, if they stick with him, it's only going to get worse for the fans anyway. Uh, so it's one, slightly, one thing, go on, Rob, you go first. Playing slightly devil's advocate here. Um, I mean, yeah. if you if every club sacked a guy if they had a couple of bad meetings. Now, obviously, I don't. I haven't seen his. You know, he as you say, if he's shutting off going into turns and things like that. You know, if it can't, I'm, I'm sure it's not a confidence issue, but um, yeah, if every team sacks a guy for having a couple of bad meetings, then there'd be a lot of sackings every season, wouldn't there? So, you, I, you know, is it is it a bit soon? I'm just I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate. Personally, I I wouldn't assign him in the first place, but is it a bit soon? Uh, you know, would you give him a couple more meetings, or is it is that is it clear cut for you? Is it he's I, the place has got to go? I just think it's clear cut. At Wolverhampton, you can sort of cut him a bit of slack because the riders do struggle around there, and a lot, and most of the Lynn team struggle around there. But at Sheffield, on a big open track, his first race he didn't even make bend one. Oh, maybe he had mechanical gremlins. Um, his second race, I did sort of feel a little bit sorry for him because one thing I noticed is with the one minute rule, and so the race got rerun because uh, there was some movement at the tapes, and he didn't get back to the tapes in a minute. But there was no one there telling him to get round to the start. I think I think I saw Josh Pickering with a clutch cooler around Freddie Jacobson's bike, but no one was around Christoph telling him to get to the tape. So he's gone. His third and fourth ride, he wasn't even on the pace. And I think he had, I think he had Ellis and Howarth in his third ride, and Ellis wasn't 
pulling up any trees really. And then obviously he had Holder and Muselak in his last ride, but he was a long, long way away. And he made the jump in Heat 13 from the outside and you could clearly see him shut off going into the bend. He was not interested. Now, I can I can forgive people for not being good enough. What I can't forgive people for is lack of effort. You might as well go in there. We might, and I was at, funnily enough, I was talking to James Jessup during the meeting, and I said, James, you'd have done better than him. And it's as simple as that. At least James would have put effort in. And there's mm. plenty of other riders that are available at the moment that would put effort in. And people have come back to me and said, nobody wants to ride for Kings Lynn. That might be the case, but I can guarantee there is one rider that will come and ride for Kings Lynn that will put in more effort than what Christoph Kasperzak did the other night. Now, just and I know I know your answer to this one because you did bring it up off air, but would you back Kings Lynn in the championship if it meant having a more successful team? Yes, I would. Yeah, I, I just I get the feeling that we need a full upheaval of everyone. After certain comments that I've heard this weekend from um, ex riders and officials and whatnot doesn't paint a pretty picture of why people have left. And I think Kingsland have taken themselves to the point now where we're taking ourselves too seriously as a big team. We are not a big team. I, I do think won. I do think we since you since you come up you've sort of been a bit a bit of sort of also rans. Obviously I know you, you made the playoff final in twenty eighteen, I think it was you go on about it yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> but uh it yeah it does sort of feel like it you haven't really given it a real go. Yeah, you haven't really sort of signed a team. Thought, crap, we're going to be good. We're going to be. This is this. Re- this looks like a really good side. Like again, this season you've signed the team's not a bad one. And if you just stuck it in the league, if the league, if the strength was the same as last season, I think you'd have had, you'd have been well in the playoffs, well in the hunt. But other teams have strengthened, have managed to strengthen, and, and you guys just sort of haven't really. You've sort of you've gone for a very similar team. You've been quite loyal to certain riders as well. You, you know, you've still got Thomas Jorgensen. I, he must be, it feels like he's been riding you, riding for you since 1942. But <laughs> yeah, We've uh, got obviously... so, many, so many passengers at the moment is, is the worrying thing in that at Wolverhampton, you've got um, Jakobsen and Palm Toft were, had okay nights. And then at Sheffield, you've got Clint and Pickering have okay nights. We can't seem to get seven riders to ride well together. I think Jakobsen and, and certainly Edwards, I think Edwards is good to, to a point. He's doing what he, he should be doing. Jakobsen had a good meeting. He had a rough night. At Clint, again, he had a decent middle part of the meeting. But again, it's that. I mean, we're, we're going into heat two, five, one down every week at the moment. And that's that's part of the problem, going in behind straight away. What what I would say, I think, I think you can... Are they, you might be. I think you're pressing the panic button a little early, in my opinion. I think the season is still very young, and as you said, you've only had you've only had the two meetings. If I'm right, you've only had yeah, a, and you've been away from home both times. You haven't had a home. If you'd have kicked off the season at home and you'd won, and Kasperzak had been a little bit dodgy, it, I don't think you'd have thought things are as bad because you've won a home meeting. So I think I think possibly you might be pressing the panic button a little early because I, I think you've got let's see how you get on at home. Yeah, if you if you then start if you get tonked at home, then I I would start pressing panic buttons. But I think it's so early in the season, and very rarely do teams who start the season finish with the same seven. So I I, I think you know a, a, as bad as Casper's act that signing seems to have been, and I you know anybody that even vaguely understands Speedway can't understand why anybody would sign Casper's act in Britain. It just it's never really worked for anybody in the past. The only team he seems to have got any points for his pool. So. Um, I, yeah, I would. I, 
you know, I'd probably chill out for a little bit. You know, give it give it a couple of meetings, see how you get on at home. You know, if you stay at home heftily, then I, I maybe button. But I think let's see how the team gets on at home before you know we we, we go mental. No, I agree. I agree. Like in terms of the team itself, we've had one cup match away from home. We've had Wolverhampton away, which is probably one of the hardest places to go. I, I just I would get rid of Kasperzak now. If you want to save your season, we've got Wolves at home on Thursday. And if you want to save your season, you get shot of him now. Simple as. I mean, in theory, what's his average accuracy? Six, six points, something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You could, you could get rid. Yeah, to give yourself enough points to play with, getting getting rid of him early before his average drops might be an idea. But do you, you know, do you let his average drop and see how he gets on at reserve? Will a, a, I think a, a KK no. at reserve suddenly turn into a trump card? Six point eight six. No. I feel like that's what. Kingsley are waiting for maybe no. maybe that's what the management are waiting. They're thinking a KK at reserve sounds no, too good to no, be true. No and no. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I would rather put my mum at reserve. <laughs> she arrives in star, is she? <laughs> <laughs> she is in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> let's move on anyway. We don't want to talk about Kingsley all the time. Um, just an update on Wolves. I was a bit eager. Um, it's not officially off. At the moment, riders are out looking at the track, so might go to the end. Well, we should wait to see how that goes. I'm sure Bellevue will probably want it finished pretty soon, but yeah, forty-six twenty, we will uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Right, we better rattle through some bits now. Mm. We're we're slowly running out of time, so um, uh, what we'll do is we'll move on to our what we'll do is we'll do our rider of the week from last week. So obviously, we had our poll again last week and. Emil Saifutinov come out on top for his uh, 14 points from five at Peterborough, including a, a fantastic race win, which was uh, shown all over social media. Um, so then we move on to next week's. Um, let me just get the dates for these. I did have this written down. Come on, someone help me out here. Well, from the 3rd of April to the 9th of April. So I have a list somewhere, but if you two want to go first, who are you putting forward as your rider of the week? May I go first, please? Do you want that? Don't, because you're going to admit my rider. No, I'm not. Trust me. Trust me. He he has had two matches this week. He has scored... Oh, that's the wrong match. Well, he scored 14 in one, and I believe he got 13 in the other one. Let me just check. 14 and 12 plus one. And he would win in a boxing match. His name is Craig Cook. He is on my list, actually. He's my one to watch, and I am so far proven right. Come here. Rider. So that is your that is Craig Cook is on the in the top three for our rider of the week for his performances this week. Rob, I'll come to you. Um My Rider don't of the Week. Don't leave me with a really difficult decision though. Right, I tell you what, alright, I'll let you have the easy one and I'll go a bit partisan. You'll pick no. the other one. Alright. No, you because oh, I don't know who to pick, so if you pick one, it would make my life easier. So the, the dates were, sorry, the dates were the 3rd and the 10th, yeah? That's what we're going yeah. with. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm I'm going to go pit partisan, I'm going to say Jason Doyle. I had Jason um, Doyle. I don't have so. another Ipswich rider on there, man. Because, obviously, he won the Peter Craven. Uh, yeah. He scored, absolutely, I believe he had a maximum for Ipswich this week as well. Yeah, at Leicester, a paid uh, maximum. Yeah. And he uh, gave the legendary fans a few... Hand gestures. So I think overall, that's probably worth a nomination. Okay, that leaves me with um, 
tough decision, though. Please say the rider that I said earlier in the week for the law. No. Like, I was leaving him for you. Just say him, you know, all right? No, because say he, had a poor, he had a poor night at Paul, and I've got another oh. rider that's had three decent meetings this week oh. who you wouldn't expect to be on the list. Mm. I'm going to say his name as Scott Nichols has had a great week. A full maximum for Oxford versus Paul. I might change my mind yet. And a paid maximum for Wolves at Kings Lynn. He had a tough night at Paul with only six and one from five. But there's a guy on this list who... I don't know who this guy is. He scored 10 from four at Paul Stark's testimonial. He then went in and banged 13 plus one from six at Oxford before following that up with eight plus one from four. Oh, I like this one. Do you know this one? I like this one. Oh, this is a, this is really rough, but I'm I'm going to go with Kyle Newman. This is a tough. Yeah, way, no, fair enough. Actually, yeah, yeah this fair is enough. a really tough. Considering, way. considering the um, like he, he's not he's had a tough couple of seasons in British Speedway, I think, and he's come he's come back in. He's riding at reserves for Paul, but he's put in three three performances this week, which just edges him over Nichols for me. There's another one that I wanted to put to mention as well, which was Charles Wright, who um, he had a fifth place finish at the Peter Craven. Scored 10 from 4 at the Paul Stark Testimonial and then banged in 14 from 5 at Scunthorpe um, on Good Friday as well. Um, who else did I have on the list? Aaron Butcher for Mildon Hall at Kent on Sunday. Jamie Halder scored 11 and 1 from 7 for Berwick. Uh, Freddie Hodder at home to Berwick. And Sam Hagen, a 15-point maximum on his Bellevue debut as well. Um, Justin Sedgman had a good score for Sheffield but I think all of these guys have had one performance this week but Carl Newman has just backed his up with three performances so I'm going Carl Newman uh, it's unfortunate for Scotty because he's had a couple of really good meetings but just that last one at Paul I think if he'd have got double figures at Paul he would have, he would have been a definite but, but three I've, riders I've got some breaking news as well what? Wolves is off boys it's gone results stands results stands I need to get Bet365 open. <laughs> Have we won? Have we won? <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so that is our free riders for Rider of the Week. Jason Doyle, Kyle Newman, and Craig Cook. So that will go up on our social media tomorrow at some point. What, what, what? Um, what? We're saying to all my Edinburgh friends. Oh. Yep. I didn't know you had Edinburgh friends. Oh, okay. At least three. You have fans? Mm. Well, like... I mean, are they fans if you pay them? No. Oh. No. I've got associates. That'll do. We'll move on then to um, our next one, which is our meeting of the week. And as we touched on earlier, I was uh, I got three I got three points this week. Correct score. So only three points Kings in again this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three more than Swindon. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, I guessed correctly, 48-42, so I'm, you two get a point, though. That's 3-1-1. And now we move on to Leicester versus Ipswich, which is coming up. That is our meeting of the week this week in the Knockout Cup second leg at Leicester next Thursday. No, next Monday, sorry. Um, so, I'll let uh, Rob, you go first. I've been staring at the, the meeting all evening, and I'm still not 100% sure, but I have a feeling you two are going to go for a home win but I'm going to go for an away win. Ooh. I, I'm i going to go for an away win. I think that Doyle and Saifutinov just managed to carry them through. They're almost 30 points between them. Not quite 30, but you know what I mean. You know, 27, 28, 
Yeah. You only need a few more. It's all right. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 46-44 to Ipswich. Interesting score. You want to go next, Kane? I mean, I suppose so. I suppose if you're asking me, I bet do. Um, I am going for a home win, by the way. Uh, I don't know if I want to say they'll win overall. Oh, yeah, they would, because it's a home win, isn't it? Uh, what? I don't know. Yeah, well, Leicester will win. Um, he said Wolves then. 48-42. Oh, 48-42. Leicester that was, wasn't it? Yes. Not Wolves. I'm actually going slightly bigger. Ooh. I, I think Leicester will win 50-40. Only one. Um, Sophia Noth and Doyle are more than capable of getting 28 points between them, but I don't think they will get 28. Me neither. 25. 25, I reckon. Max. Seven. 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 I'd be, this is, we're, we're talking about Doyle and Spoutinoff, not Casper, Zach and Clint. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. think the, the bottom four for Ipswich, I know Joe Thompson's going back to his old track, but he's riding up against his brother again. Um, and I think Dan will have the beating of him round Leicester. Um Maybe they can. Uh, I just think that Leicester have got a little bit more and can not Ipswich out of the cup effectively. So it's a win-win situation for me. So yeah, fifty-forty. That's what I'm going for. Locked in. It's all locked in. I'll be taking should an we, unassailable. Let's uh, have a quick look at our new feature with Rob. Yeah. So uh, now we've gone through that. We'll go through Rob's run-through. Rob's yes. Run through the league tables. So we're going to go through the league tables. I'm not going to bother looking at the Championship League table because there isn't anything to report because nobody's done a league meeting so far this season. But what I will do when I can get the tab open is look at the other tables. Um, so we'll start with the BSN. We'll start with the BSN series. So we've had matches in the BSN. So in the Scottish uh, group, uh, Glasgow are leading the way in that one after their aggregate point win over Edinburgh over two matches. Berwick are yet to have raced a meeting, so they'll have a good say. That's quite an open group. Um, in the northern group, Scunthorpe are the early leaders in that one after they beat Redcar 50-40. Birmingham are yet to have raced a meeting. Um, and then in the southern one, Oxford are virtually probably out of a shout, to be perfectly honest. Um, you need says to be that with a smile on his face. I wasn't smiling at all. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, within the BSN series, the top the winners of each group go into the semi-finals, or the best place second uh, team going through as well. So, I think Oxford may ha- well they have a major uphill climb. Um, so, Paul lead the way in that one with their aggregate point win over Oxford. So they're on five points above Plymouth, who are yet to have raced a meeting but still sit second. Um, in the National League, we have got some meetings done. So the early leaders are Bellevue. They've got uh, their top of the league, courtesy of points difference, after their 61-29 win. Mildenhall and Leicester have also started the season with wins. So the unfortunate clubs at the bottom are Kent. They've only raced one meeting now. They uh, are above Berwick on points difference, as they've lost twice. And in the Premiership, to finish off the roundup. Sheffield are the early leaders, um, although I, yeah, they are still the early leaders off the top of my head because Wolves won't get the aggregate bonus point because they haven't raced two meetings today. So Sheffield are on five points at the top. Wolves are now on four after their result stands tonight. Um, Ipswich are on two. 
Leicester haven't raced a meeting. Peterborough yet to score a point. They've only had one meeting. Bellevue, the champions, have now raced three and are still without a point, which is interesting. I don't think we quite would have expected that. But a team with no points that we expected are Kingsling, who prop up the table. And that is Rob's roundup. <laughs> I thought we were going to quick look at the averages as well. So uh, just, just uh, some more breaking news. Plymouth against Paul has been postponed tomorrow, by the way. It's par weather all round, isn't it? I think. In the Southern group, yeah. I, I don't think there will be a lot of meetings this week, if I'm brutally honest. I've got my fingers crossed that Kingsland's called off on Thursday because it buys us some more time to find another rider. It's <laughs> caught off anyway. Peter Barraf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That has been quite miserable here today, to be fair. And I'm not far from Peter. I, I, so. I do have an interesting stat, though. Um, Obviously, and, and Nicky Pedersen probably wouldn't have been there either. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have, the bag on that one. I've got an interesting stat for the Premiership. Um, this is including the Knockout Cup today. Uh, Dan Bewley has a three-point average, and he is my pick for to be top of the averages, so that's not looking good, even if it is only April. But, uh-oh. That's, actually, you've just made me chirp up a little bit, because that's only about a point and a half more than Casper's at. Uh, I'll interject. Apologies, Rob. Round, Rob's roundup had a small had a small error. Obviously, Wolves' win tonight was in the knockout cup and not in the league, <laughs> so they do still only have two points. But they are still second, so that was right. They just don't have four points. They like two. has a two point average in the in twenty twenty three. Two from no, I don't think he has. Oh no, one of them was knockout cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Nicky Pedersen has a zero zero zero. Paul? That's because he's had one ride. <laughs> I went, it's barely a ride, to be fair. He had a go. He tried. And believe it or not, Emil Seyfried Nov is in first with 11.20. So uh, I think before we go, we've got two more minutes on the radio and I think we've got a few more bits that we want to talk about. So if you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can join us on our podcast, which hopefully Kane's going to tell me we'll be out tomorrow morning still. We'll be out tomorrow morning still. Good man. So what we'll do, um, what I'll do is I'll just talk before we run through our meetings uh, of next week and last week and the results, um, just to bring you some other news. And um, I'll talk about the blog again, which aroundtheboards.blogsport.com. I bought an interesting new feature last week, um, which hopefully you've all read about Jason Doyle. I don't know if you two have read it. I, I have read it, yeah. Agree, disagree? I was After. surprised how nice you were about him, actually. It's, it's, I, I talk, I, I don't like to be, well, no, I, I talk as well, actually. some people, but um, it, I just felt it was quite truthful in the end. It, well, it was baseball on facts than anything else. So. Yeah, I enjoy, I, I thought the, the, the basing it on, on facts, I mean, obviously you had to get in there that his average fell below two in Poland for the first time since his debut in, with Torin in 2015. I'm quoting directly there. Um, but we didn't need to know about that. Other than that, still a top rider. And still great for hand gestures. Love it. Still good at taking you, money. Is he going to finish top eight Grand Prix? Is he going to be in the Grand Prix next year, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Definitely. Why not? I'll be putting a 10 pence on him at Cardiff. Why not? <laughs> it's waning. <laughs> Your the blind is. optimism is starting to go. But if if Swindon return next year, would you still have him? Yes. I thought you might say that. Of course, you. And every would. every day of the week. Yeah. Every I'd day of the week. 
Anyway, for for those listeners on the radio, uh, thank you for listening again this evening, and um, hopefully you join us again next week. We will be live on the radio again next week, hopefully. Um, but for now, if you want to hear the rest of this episode, join us on our podcast tomorrow morning from nine o'clock. But for now, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. We are back. We're still small here. Intermission, small intermission for the music. Uh, anyway, uh, we've just got a few more bits to run through um, the meeting previews and reviews for last week and this week coming up. Um, obviously, the weather's going to play a big part in this week. Uh, but we'll just run through some fixtures for this coming week. So, obviously, the pool fixture at Plymouth in the BSN Southern Group tomorrow has been called off. So, we look to Wednesday, Oxford against Plymouth, and we've got that Birmingham... Brummies against the Coventry Select on Wednesday. Thursday, more Premiership action with Ipswich against Bellevue, Kings Lynn against Wolverhampton, and then Leicester against Peterborough. Friday, Glasgow against Berwick in the Scottish group of the BSN series. Scunthorpe against Oxford in the Championship. And then Edinburgh Academy start at home to Bellevue Colts in the National Development League. Uh, Saturday, Berwick against Glasgow. Uh, Redcar against Birmingham. Um, flicking over to page two. Uh, then on the Sunday, it's Milden Hall against Kent in their second leg of their National Development League knockout cup. And then next Monday, we see Peterborough against Bellevue. And then Leicester, which is our meeting of the week against Ipswich in the quarterfinal second leg of the knockout cup. I actually thought we were riding next Monday. I was wrong. It's the following Monday. Wow. Oh, yeah, we've got Sheffield the following week. So that is your fixtures for the following week. But if we just look back over some of the results um, for the for the week that's just passed. Um, where were we? There was, there was some meetings that I was looking to pull out. And I think, Kane, you touched on it earlier. Berwick um, took an absolute spanking on Good Friday at Bellevue and lost three riders through injury, but um, put up a, a much-spirited display at Leicester on Saturday against someone who could probably could be considered to be in with a shout of the National Development League this season. Yeah, um, I know they had track work done in the winter, so maybe they've lost a bit of that advantage and it could be just time to get used to it. Um, but you can't take anything away from Berwick. Um, I think it was good, good choice of guests. Um, obviously, they only got four plus two, plus three, sorry. But George, I think George would be one to watch this season. And Kai Ward is a former Leicester rider. But I think you've got to look at Jamie Halder's score at reserve, 11 plus one from seven. And obviously Greg Blair, Danny Phillips, all did well. And obviously Connor, you'd expect Connor to get in the points, being a former Leicester rider. Um, was it Rob's one to watch? Ashton Bowden only getting three plus one. Thomas Spencer only four plus two. But you know the reserves coming in getting ten plus two, and uh, Max Perry on seven as well. So he, obviously you know Thompson's doing quite well. Joe had a bit of a past par finish and exclusion, and then retiring in heat fifteen. But yeah, I think we'll see a stronger Leicester side as the season goes on. As for Berwick, um, we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, I'm assuming there's going to be some changes coming. Uh, but 
very solid effort to start with, especially after the the big instance at Bellevue. Yeah, and I think uh, another fixture that caught the eye was um, Milden Hall at Kent in the Knockout Cup yesterday afternoon, um, and an interesting um, result to Heat thirteen with Luke Harrison who was guesting for Lee Compton. Yeah, excluded after the race. Didn't don't don't like that. Even if he is a working rider, don't like that. Just doesn't seem right to me. Was it was it for uh, causing a crash at the end of a heat? So there, was, there was contact on the fourth bend. Yeah, but they came off after the race. So yeah, like, I just I think like I know Luke Harrison got caught up with I think it was Ben Morley, weren't it, off the last yeah. bend? Yeah, and um, they sort of come together, sort of crossed the line pretty much together, and then fell off on the first bend. So I I, I really didn't understand that decision to be honest. Oh well, they still would, didn't they? I just think it's it's stupid. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of that one. And just going back to where were we last week? So Paul Stark's testimonial last Tuesday. Which, oh, um, something's oh, gone. My, my tripod on my mic's just broken again. That's not good. Please send us some um, more money to buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as I mentioned, James Wright had a crash. Um, he's out injured at the moment, but hopefully he'll be back for Wednesday night for Birmingham. Um, Paul had a narrow victory at Oxford in the Southern Group of the BSN series. Sam Masters had actually Rob an off night for Oxford, only scoring. I mean, an off night for him, scoring. What did he get? Six points, did he? Yeah, three. No, two yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, that is that is quite a big that is quite a big off night, especially from you know the rider at the top of the averages from last season. I think Oxford would have, you know, a normal Sam Masters and Oxford would have come away with a winner. Would have come away with a win in the first one. Um, it, it was, I must admit, it was quite a difficult. It's quite a difficult meeting Oxford versus Paul to sort of decide if I'm happy or unhappy with the result. But <laughs> um, yeah, as we touched on earlier, obviously Scott Nichols getting that full get, getting a getting a maximum was was obviously. Was was big for the start of the season, um, but you would have expected uh, slightly more from Sam Masters. But obviously, it's a new track. I think it might take him a couple of meetings to get bettered in. Um, but once he is, I think they'll, their top three will be good. I was uh, Cameron Heaps' score is a good one. I think eight plus one. I think there was, uh, especially from probably me personally, there was a few question marks. I thought over Cameron Heaps being in the main body of the team. I didn't think he was majorly pulling up any trees last season, um, and he was racing at reserve for Oxford for a good portion. So. Eight plus one um, in the main body, I think, is 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 good work. Yeah, and then uh, following night, obviously, as we spoke about, um, Sheffield battered Kingsland fifty-eight thirty-two in the Knockout Cup. Uh, Ipswich did, had a narrow. Did, did, you wanna, more... did you not? Did you not want to run through that? How did that young Paul get on? I've talked about that enough, to be honest. <laughs> Don't know. Oh, no, I'm moving on. Uh, Ipswich against <laughs> Leicester was a, a narrow victory for Ipswich in the end. Probably a little bit more narrow than I thought expected it to be. But again, um, for me, this is this is the key with Ipswich. You've got Safutinoff, Doyle, and King scoring pretty well, more than pretty well, to be fair. But there was there just a little bit of they needed more backup. I know Eric Riss was suffering a little bit, which forced him to miss the red car meeting on Friday. But um, the bottom four didn't really contribute enough. To give them a chance in the second leg, really, they might they might still the, the firepower at the top might still get them through, but I just feel with less with Ipswich, it's it's a case of the top three have to score well every week for them to stand a chance at the moment, at least anyway. As Keenan Rue finds his feet in the league, 
just a just quick question. Jake Allen's at reserve for Leicester, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. So technically, you say it's which his reserves didn't or bottom four didn't do an awful lot, but their reserves scored more than Leicester's. Uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's more in number two and number four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. I'm just, mean, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting a point out there. Don't worry, I think I've got your back. I think, Cheers, Thank you. I, I think they might have to persevere with Keenan Rue a little bit. Obviously, he's, yeah, I, I, yeah. He's, I'm not talking about ditching him. I think he's got what's he got eight eight points in his first two meetings, which for someone who's new to the country isn't the worst thing in the world. But I just think you you expect to. I know, as I said, Eric Riss was ill and he he scored two and two, but you need a little bit more than. I mean, what did they get? Thirty six between them out of forty eight. The top three, the Ipswich, mm. and they can't. You can't expect them three to carry a team through the whole season. No, no, you're quite right. Like, like, for instance, like Joe Thompson, two and two for Ipswich, and Dan Thompson scored one and one for Leicester. I, I expect Dan to put in a much better performance at Leicester next Monday. And that's why I think Leicester may well knock them out of the cup next week. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, and then on to the Friday, obviously, we, we, we touched on the Bellevue Colts and uh, impressive debuts for... Well, James Pearson, Sam Hagen, Jack Smith, they were all unbeaten. Um, Paul Bowen, back in the saddle, um, had a good night. Uh, I think he pulled out of his last race in the end because he was feeling... Um, I think he had. A, I think he actually said he had a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I read that he said he had a stitch or something. So Fair he pulled enough. Out of his last um, I think he was feeling the effects of a, a little brush with the safety fence during one of his rides over when he's still... I think there was an incident where two riders' steel shoes fell off in the same meeting, which is a little bit unheard of as well. It's quite um, interesting. And then Scunthorpe beat Redcar 50-40 as well. Another good performance from um, Scunthorpe number one, Ryan Douglas, uh, finishing off where he, starting off where he finished off last season as well. And um, uh, Charles Wright... a friend of the show, Ty Proctor. Don't yep, really Ty know. Proctor, good guest performance. Mm. And another friend of the show, we started the season well as well, Jason Edwards, 8 plus 1 for Red Car as he well. He will be all right with week one week. He will be. We keep I avoiding him, but he'll be there one day. Yeah. When he beats Doyle at Lynn, that's when yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> he was two laps away from that last year. In fact, um, I just want to. One bright point to come out of Thursday's meeting was Jason Edwards' ride against Tobias Musilak. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Musilak was worried for a little bit because Edwards, I think what Ed, happened to Edwards was he he started to ride too defensive because he was scared of what Musilak could do, which anybody would be. Um, but I think if he'd have rode the same line that he had done for the first couple of laps, I think that would have gone to a last heat, a last lap. And I wouldn't have been surprised if Edwards would have beat him. So fair play to Jason. He, he, he rode well against um, Sheffield on Thursday. Um, Paul then uh, wrapped up their big victory against Oxford 57-33 as well um, and then as we spoke about the Leicester and the Kent fixtures and then obviously the Glasgow meeting which Kane went to yesterday 51-39 in the end which uh, saw Glasgow wrap up the bonus point as well and we've started this week with the the postponed fixture as we now know Wolverhampton against Bellevue 46-20 in the knockout cup which um, you would expect Wolverhampton to progress from that 26-point yeah. lead at Bellevue. Yeah. I, I, I you would still back Bellevue Wolf. to win, but it's too much to pull back 26 points. Yeah, I think Wolves go pretty well at Bellevue as well, based on last season anyway. And with a similar team, I would expect them to do something similar as well. Absolutely. And then just uh, some other news stories that have come out this week. And um, one, there was um, 
a couple of the GB team, Tom Brennan and Leon Flint, were going to assist the the youth team, the youth young Brits, should I say, in uh, some training this week, which has now been cancelled due to the weather, unfortunately. But Jason Edwards was due to replace Leon Flint anyway. Um, but that has now been cancelled. Um, over in Denmark this week, um, and this is actually some good news for Kings Linspeeder. Um, Freddie Jacob. Freddie Jakobsen triumphed in the Danish GP qualifiers at Voyens. And, um, Kane, this, this meeting itself sprung up some real surprises. Yeah, I mean, Rasmus Jensen only got about six, didn't he? We were tipping yep, the free meeting until maybe uh, win it. I was, I mean, Nikolai Klint only picked up five or six as well. Mm. And he crashed out as well. Benjamin Basso's crashed out of qualifying as well. Um, I think what they're doing is um, Jakobsen, Michael Jepsen, Jensen, um, Mads Hansen, Everson and Lia- Andreas Lyager are going to go through to the qualifying for the GP and the SEC next year. So, Some interesting riders in there, so it would be keen to see how they get on. Especially, I mean, one to look at is Mads Hansen as well. Yeah. Um, he was um, runner-up in the twenty twenty-one world champ- under-21 World Championship. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes as well. And Michael Jepsen Jensen is obviously a. He's been I mean, in the GPs before, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah. So, and Jakobsen obviously is someone that I want to keep an eye on as well. So, um, he'll be out of reserve soon with uh, the special K at reserve. <laughs> special, special K. Special being the operative word. Um, the um, the format for the twenty twenty three. World Cup in Poland has been revealed. Uh, didn't spring many surprises for me, to be honest, but, um, uh, but, but, but I'm just trying to remember what they were now. So, I mean, one interesting one is the number five reserve rider can be thrown into action at any time. You can only take a maximum of five rides um, plus one tactical if the team falls six points behind, but um, it'll be a few more tactical selections for the manager, Rob. Yeah, I did see somewhere that um, someone was talking about having either sticking one of the three British sort of uh, Grand Prix riders at number five, just to give you that tactical flexibility to lob them in it, lob them in races as and when you see fit. I mean, obviously, then you've got you know, but then you may end up with the uh, of having to put um, of having to cover two sort of two lesser, I say lesser, but lesser riders. Um, in the main team, you know, one of them is probably going to end up having a full full night. Um, so it it gives you a little bit of ta- tactical flexibility, but I imagine most most nations will just go will stick with their with their main four as the main four rather than going for a, uh, one of their main riders in the reserve berth to give them that to give them rides whenever they want. But yeah, other than that, I think the the joke has been dropped as well, hasn't it? So. Yeah, I, I, I was Just, never a fan of the Joker anyway. So no, I, I don't think it really made much. You know, the number of times we watched the World Cup and Poland were that far ahead, the Joker really matter anyway. So um, it's yeah, I'm not. That's not a major worry. But I like the the extra sort of the changes you can make, and obviously you've got the nominated heats from 17 to 20 as well, which is I think is quite good. Um, it means that in theory, if it's quite tight, you can you end up having a, a rather mental heat 20. Yeah. This is true. And um, just finally from us as well, um, there was a meeting which I believe was supposed to be taken at uh, at Opol today, uh, the Polish Golden Helmet, which I don't think took place. I believe it was rained off. Yeah, uh, Smarzlik, Janowski and Dudek were named in the starting lineup by the uh, Polish manager, Rafał Dabruki. Um, 
but they may well pass up their position in favour of finishing. I mean, I can't imagine that Smarzlik's not going to finish in the top six next year. Um, I suppose Yunovsky and Dudek might be on the cusp. Um, but there's some other riders that might be looking to... Um, I don't even want to name this person's name on it. Who is it? There's a... There's no shortage of poles bidding to step up their pursuit for a 2024 Speedway GP series. Uh, Yarek Hampel, Paulicki, Zapelski, Christoph Kasprazak, and Janusz Klodzak. Legend. Kings, Lynn, legend. Victor Przemski's there. Your old favourite, Kane. So Big gosh, legend. We'll wait to see how that unfolds, though. But it's nice to see that everyone's like sort of following suit and like having a, a qualifier at the beginning of the season, to, other than Great Britain, of course, to see who will be in the World Championship hunt for the following year. I think it's. I think it should always be as well. It should be a national championships that earn the spots, or something like this, rather than being handpicked. Because I think Australia handpick their riders. Um, but there is we, an Australian. We pick ours, don't we? There's an Australian Championship planned for next year, isn't there? Um, in January next year, where they will select their riders for the uh, World Championships, I believe. I think, I think now you said that. I think we do pick ours, yeah. Yeah, we pick ours, don't we? Yeah. So. I, I always think yeah. it should just be better to um, put it down to National back, Championships and yeah. so on. Go back to the qualifiers. Why shouldn't the British final be in April or something? Yeah. Top top six go to the, or however many go to the qualifiers. Simple exactly. as. Might get Tyler from them back in. Yeah, I was going to say, it might be interesting to see if uh, a couple of riders suddenly want to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> We've fired a few shots this week, haven't we? We we, we <laughs> have. Well, I, you say that, I, I, Nathan has fired a few shots this week. <laughs> I've, I've fired shots at one person and one team and one entity. <laughs> we'll see if they respond. I'll be interested. I'm, I'm happy to take on criticism. I'm happy to take on a stadium ban at the moment, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Hey, it's just like me in the football, mate. Me in the football. I saw your tweet. You uh, you might run on the pitch. You don't have to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did tweet that. Yeah. So maybe just run on the track, Nate, at uh, the next Kingsley home meeting to get banned. I would if I could get over the fence. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Of course, yeah. You've got a stock car, stock car fence there, haven't you? So <laughs> not so. It's not as easy as jumping on the dog track, is it? It's if. If it, if it was that easy next Thursday, you might want to watch it if we're on BSN. <laughs> so, for, for now, um, that, that finishes us off for tonight. So, unless you two have got anything to add, um, I've got to mention one thing. Um, Go on. It's it's a simple word. It's goopy. It's the word of the day. Go- goopy. Goopy. Any you any context to... behind that? Yeah, you're you're just... you don't, you don't need to know the context. Goopy. Goopy. Is anyone is anyone going to get this? Yes. Apart, is this Edinburgh thing? No. Goopy. Goopy. Thanks for watching.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.